Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Efren Jr., and today we pulled Wild Way. I couldn't be more thrilled to tell you who I have in the studio, the Drive All Night Studios with me today. It's someone I love. I love them. I do. It's Laura Crum. Hi, how are you? So nice to talk to you again. I am so thrilled. I've been having guests maybe for a month now, but I wanted you in the December. I wanted you at the beginning of December, you know, because you hold a very special place in Drive All Night's heart because you suggested that we do a episode every year from Midwinter Graces. Instead of tackling it later, you said do one every year like a special. And my God, I wrap around those specials. I love them. So thank you. It's the only appropriate way. I think, I, is to take that album into context. Yeah, it's you know? brilliant. You're brilliant. Yeah. No, well, I try. You're the one who can make us feel gorgeous. <laughs> your, your ideas. <laughs> You're an idea lady. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm pretty good now. I had, this has been kind of a nice year. I'm actually in a new school. I te- I'm a teacher. I'm in a new school. I like all my students. Everything has been oh, pretty really? good. What grade? Uh, I teach high school English. So I teach 11th and 12th grade in mm. like 11th and 12th grade English. Literature? And I bring Tori Amos into it all the time. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I, I have quotes. So every morning I have a quote on my like intro, like my PowerPoint, and I just read it aloud. So I want you to know that every morning I am standing in front of 25, 17 year olds and I just read random Tori Amos lyrics and quotes (laughs) completely out of context to them. And then without taking any questions, I start my lesson. This is exactly (laughs) how I start my day. Give me an example of a quote. Like, do you pull songs? um, I actually just the other day, I did the winter quote. And I I looked at all of my students and I said, guys, when are you going to make up your mind? When are you going to love you as much as I do? And then I started my lesson. And then I was like, okay, guys, we have to write an argumentation paper today. Let's do this. And that's You are doing I... the goddess's work. Sometimes someone needs to bring her to these children and to this generation. So I agree. that's my job. That's and... my first. That is done every single day. Like I will have a Tori Amos quote every day or like I will. I will do Taylor Swift. Okay. Or a Taylor Swift quote. There's a lot of crossover. There is. Yes. There is. A lot of thematic crossovers. They like it. They enjoy it. They think well, it's fun. This warms my heart because when I was in the 11th grade, I had an English teacher named Mrs. Comer, and I yeah. would bring in <laughs> handwritten Tori Amos lyrics oh um, and, and hand them to her as if they were my own poetry. And then she would dissect them. She knew they weren't, but she would <gasps> dissect them as if they were poems. And then she would, well, some of them she didn't. Some of them she assumed were mine. But yeah, this warms my heart. English teachers are like the soul of a high school. I really are. English and theater. The theater teachers are good, too. Theater teachers are good. We didn't have theater in my high school. What? Oh, my God. Uh, This story. Was it small? No, my high school was like a thousand. No, it was like 300 graduating seniors my year, but a thousand kids total. But the theater teacher had put cameras in the dressing rooms and had put cameras in the girls' locker room. (gasps) Yeah, this was back when cameras were like VHS. I know, it was a huge scandal. And so- They mounted that? I'm impressed. Yeah, he like hit it somewhere. I don't know the full story, but anyway, that, that teacher got busted the year before I became a freshman. And so they didn't have a theater teacher 
all four years of my high school and they hired a theater teacher the year after I graduated. So it was, Aww. there were four dark years with no theater and uh, I was there the whole four years. Oh my gosh. That's I so know. sad for you. I, I feel like terrible. that would have been a Place. Which is why I went to college originally as an English major, I think. Had I discovered theater in high school, I would have known my path right away. So I blame there's this man. So, there's so much overlap. Like in, in most schools, I've worked in three different high schools. And usually the theater teacher or the theater, like the people, the department is in is like they are associated with English because yeah. it's all like it's all textual land analysis. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they have to do character development. So they have to do a lot of those lessons. Oh, my gosh. I know. We had like a student theater club that was like had a teacher advisor that okay. we would like do things on our own. But there was no like theater classes. We did like mm-hmm. scenes from Othello. We did. Uh, and oh, I was I'm also. Sad. I know. I'm sad of this for you. Our theater teacher in the school that I go to now, I teach at a very bougie school. Our theater teacher is the aunt of Justin Timberlake. <gasps> Shush. How is she feeling about her nephew being canceled because <laughs> of what he did to Britney? I haven't asked her. I felt like it was uncomfortable. I didn't yeah, want yeah. to ask her. <laughs> it's probably not <laughs> good workplace been... banter. I might put a student up to it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, maybe you've... I'll have a student ask her. Yeah, this is not his era. <laughs> oh, Justin, it's not. And he came out. He was so ready to be like for his, you know, yeah. the instinct. Uh-huh. He was ready to go. Uh-huh. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Didn't work out, Justin. I also have to say that I was the star of every German play that we did the whole four years I was in high school. We did like Oktoberfest every year. And then we did oh, okay. the statue. And I was the statue. I was the, <laughs> I was the star. You guys did German. I like that you guys celebrate. Weren't you in New Mexico? Yeah. I didn't really think like you would have like a whole Oktoberfest. No, the greatest teacher in the entire school, her name was Frau Lucini, and she taught German. And she was married to an Italian man, but she was full, you know, she's German. And she is still the greatest teacher I've ever had. Because when I was in Germany for a Tory tour, all my German came right back to me. Yeah. Oh and she made me obsessed with Deutsch ever since I was a child. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. I yeah. love that she did that. I love that she brought in the theater and she did everything. I, this is a good woman. Yes, yeah, she's a good, good woman. woman. And you can look her up. If you look her up, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Frau Lucini online. Frau you Lucini. see her. <laughs> I know. I can't believe you had a Frau Lucini in Las Cruces, New I Mexico. I love this for you. She's great. And, you know, I worked for four years to go to Germany. You had to do all of, you had to do all these things for points. And I did Bretzelbachen yeah. and all of these things and sold oranges and all of this stuff and got all the points. But then we had to pay $300 for the like our portion. But that would have housed okay. us for like three weeks or six weeks or something. Plane ticket, oh. housing, $300. And I I didn't have Could a job you... and my mom wouldn't pay it. So Yeah, no, I know. I sometimes I look at trips like that and I'm like, man, it was only 400. And my mom could have sent me here on that school trip. And I'm like, no, we didn't oh, have it. We, didn't have no it. Yeah. we were now broke. I'm like, I can't believe I missed an opportunity for $400 to go to like all of this stuff. And I know. I but like 15 years, 20 years later, when I went for Tory Tour, it was so much sweeter. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I would love that would be amazing. I'd love to go to Germany. That would be a fun time. Oh, my God. Do you want to expatriate been... to Germany with me? I've been thinking oh, about it. I was thinking about that, too. Oh I was thinking God. about where I could go. I was like, where can I go if the apocalypse happens down here? It's kind of already since we're in the middle of, you know, a United States apocalypse. I feel uh-huh. like we're yeah. in this cultural we breakdown. Cultural. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we thought about it. Like our obvious choice is Canada. Uh, right, oh, like we yeah. could go to Canada, and I was thinking Vancouver. Like I like that area. I could do this. I don't know where else to go. I guess Germany. Anywhere mm-hmm. in Canada is really much easier to expatriate to anywhere in Canada except for Montreal. Like there's a whole language thing in Montreal I about can't do, French. I'm too yeah, to learn French. I don't want to learn French. <laughs> I, I tried to, to learn French. It's hard. 
Yeah, no, no. I'm from, so I'm originally from like upstate New York by the border of New York and Canada. I'll just go up there. I'll just go to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I'll be basic and I'll go to fine, Toronto. Fine, we'll fine, in- fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know Laura Crumb from her star-studded appearance on Liquid Diamonds, where you schooled us on all things mythological. Do you remember that? Yes, I did. I still think that's one of our best episodes. And I overshared about my own fertility issues. <laughs> you know what? I, I like an oversharer. Like, don't tell me about your day or the weather. I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear the good stuff. Like, tell me. You tell hear me about, about your the eggs. bleeding and the blood. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about your it. eggs. If you're not talking yes. about your eggs, what's the conversation for then? <laughs> that's that's the authentic space. Yeah, exactly. I, I abhor it. like the small talk in the elevator. I hate it. Yeah, God. I know. I I'm constantly like skip past it. Tell me about all of your reproductive organs now. Yeah. Tell me about all of your relationships and who are the narcissists. I want to know it all. Who are the bad people in your life? Yeah. Speaking of narcissists in relationships, we're here in Wild Way. Do you think this song has anything to do with a little bit of trouble in relationships? This has been, I'm going to overshare again. Please. And in the past year, my husband, I've been with my husband for about 15 years. My husband and I have started seeing a um, couple therapist to kind of work through some of our issues that we've had. And this song, and it's been, it's been very positive, but um, this song reminds me so much of a conversation that I've had in the process of those conversations, because we talk about how there were times where, because I think she says in the first verse, like, it wasn't easy to invade me, like, or it was easy to invade me. You know, these times where your guards are down, your guard yeah. is up with relationships and the boundaries that we have in relationships. So I think this is all about boundary setting. This is about how you can love and hate a person at the same time for what the effect they have on you and mm-hmm. what you allow them, you mm-hmm. know, to have the effect on you. Definitely. It's a powerful song. And it's a shorter song. You know, I listened to it like 10 times today mm-hmm. in preparation. I was like, I'm just gonna, and I almost forget like how simple of a song it is compared to her others like it's really just what two verses on me yeah and she led with it like it wasn't the single but she really found like this was played often on that tour whereas most yes. of the songs on this album weren't this was one of her songs that she was leading with oysters this song wedding day invisible boy <laughs> She did. And, you know, Unrepentant Geraldine's, I think it's kind of a slept on album. And I think it's lovely. I was real. I live after I listened to Wild Way, I was like, I'm going to take some time, go back to Unrepentant Geraldine's. And I almost forgot how fun and how wonderful it is. Like some of the songs remind me almost of like some Beatles songs from the 60s. Like they kind of have like a jammy feel Mm -hmm. to it. It's kind of fun. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is a good album. Yeah. The title track, Unrepentant Geraldine's. I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. No, I think this album will have a resurgence, like how Beekeeper, we needed to grow up because she was always older than us. You know, she's older than us. So we needed to grow up into our sensual woman era in order to understand the Beekeeper, I really believe is what happened. I really believe she created a solid album that we just weren't ready for. We weren't ready for. And then listening back years later, it is so good. And I feel like that's going to happen with Unrepentant Geraldine's when we get into our menopause era, you know, because that's what she was leading. Yes, I'm. I'm so excited for that. I know. I'm like, when I turn 50, I'm going to listen to this and I'm going to be very excited. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. Oh, it'll um, be great. You know what also is weird about like Unrepentant Geraldine's and Wild Way is I was um I was listening to that Spotify, they have like a Spotify interview performance. Mm-hmm. 
on it. Spotify and she sessions. intros Wild Way as she's going to play everyone a love song. And then she says, okay, I'm going to play everyone a love song. Don't be scared. And then she goes into Wild Way. And I'm like, I love this. I almost forgot like how amazing she was during this and how phenomenal she sounded yeah. in that tour. Like, did I just take for granted everything at that time? Yes. I think I did. Yes, we all I did. did. 2014 was fantastic. Her energy yes. on stage turning 50, her daughter challenging her to go out there and rock everything. Yes. Yeah. It was and great. meanwhile, I'm sitting here and I'm like, it's okay. I like this one better. I'm like, what was wrong <laughs> with me? I can't stand myself. No, she also delighted in saying that she had written a love song that begins with I hate you. She she delighted in that. She yeah. did. But it is a good, I think that you can't have, you know, love without hate. I think if you love someone, you do have moments of hatred. So she did it perfectly. I love this. And I I appreciate it as well because, you know, as someone like I've I've been with my husband for a very long time. She has been with Mark. I think any relationships, romantic or otherwise, you know, friendships, you have these friendships for years. I have friends that I've had for 20, 25 years. And I'm sure you have to, you know, we know people and you love them, but you also hate them. Like there are times where you look at this person that you've known since you were 25 and you're like, you're a fucking asshole sometimes, aren't you? <laughs> yep. And you love them, but you can say to them, hey, you're being a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I hate you right now. And it's, you know, it's just, that's a relationship. I was listening to the song in prep two today. I was thinking about the independence, like how she especially because you just brought up back then when my heart was not so easy to invade the idea yeah. that she was an independent spirit and that she didn't yes. rely on anybody else. It was just her. And that bringing up like a lot of issues. I hate you because you're now the one who can make me feel this way. Whereas I used to do this for myself and yeah. didn't need anybody to do that to like, to make me feel any kind of way. I was strong. I was independent. And now our lives are so entangled that it's, that I it, it's become a need. And I think that's why, you know, when you have these, it's so hard to be vulnerable because you know that when you do become vulnerable with somebody, you're, you're going to need them. You're going to end up needing them on some level. And it's just gross and horrible to need someone. You know, it really yeah. is. it's really hard to think that I'm going to need somebody that I can't just do this. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, it can take a toll emotionally. If you, if you do look at yourself as like super independent, to like have to yes. rely on someone, but we all do. We all need each other. And so it's not that big of a deal. It's not a big deal. We should be comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, I will say, and I, and maybe I'm wrong, but when you, um, when you read the lyrics, when she says, you're the one who can make me feel gorgeous with just a flick of your finger, that always sounds so dirty to me. Is that oh. like, doesn't oh. it sound dirty to you? It does kind of now that I, I didn't it ever makes, hear that. It makes me embarrassed to say, like, I actually have a hard time because I will play a lot of music in my classroom and I don't play this song because <laughs> like, I don't know. It sounds weird to me. Like, it feels like, but maybe I was, I thought I was the only one who thought that. I was wondering if I was the only one. No. Well, on this call, you may be the only one who thought that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's obviously, it could be that. And I feel too, I think I took it as like, because she said in the press junket for this, she was recording this song and looking at Mark in the booth window and he was on mm -hmm. the other side of the window and then when they got the take at the end of it she held for the note and when the note was done he said I hate you too wife Aww. and then it was like a moment that they had and so I was like a, a flick of your finger to me was always like him raising the fader or making her sound but you're probably right who knows oh, peanut butter no. hand everything you're oh. Don't say peanut butter hand. <laughs> no, don't, don't say that. It's getting worse now. <laughs>
peanut um, butter hands. Oh, you're, I never even thought like, yeah, he's probably, because he is her sound engineer. Yeah, like, yeah. You're right. He's probably doing that. It's, but it's probably also not just like on her. a whim. Like he, he has such power. And, and I'm not speaking about Mark in particular, about the, the he, the person that yeah. has that power, that knows they have that power and can wield it just sort of willy nilly. You know, they can, they choose whether or not yeah. they're going to say, you look nice today and they are withholding in certain ways, you know? Yes. So that- and, well, and that's why it's so hard because when you're getting close to someone, when you have this friendship or a relationship after years, you have let your guard down mm-hmm. and they have more control over your, your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't, you can't control them and you don't know what they're going to do with your own identity and your feelings and your secrets. And it's very scary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's very scary. I'm learning to be more open to people because I have a hard time opening up to people. I don't, there's whole things. I'm like, I don't like to talk about that with this person. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. It's very difficult, but we're trying. When you, (laughs) when you figure out how to do that, let me know. (laughs) I'll let you know. I'm never going to graduate from therapy. I told my therapist that I'm like, I'm never going to graduate. I'm never going to get out of here. I love it. I love it. And you know, I always looked at therapy too. You know, my friend, Paul Roy, he's a therapist and he told me Mm -hmm. he puts his patients on like a three to six month plan. They assess where they're at. Because he's like, you don't want to spend the rest of your life in therapy. And if it's a year later and you're still not feeling any better and you still haven't like solved these problems and I'm not doing my job and it's time for you to find another therapist. But I don't yeah. look at it that way. I look at having th- a therapist in place as a as a network, a support network. In case, you know, like there's yes. this incredible song on supposed former infatuation junkie called The Couch oh. and Alanis Morissette says, can you imagine I pay him $75 an hour? Sometimes it feels like highway robbery and sometimes it's peanuts. So like you have that network in there. And sometimes you really need to lean on it and sometimes you don't. But because of the healthcare system in this goddamn country, it takes so much to put that network in place that I I don't want to let go of it just in case. And that is that is part of it, because I I knew when I was pregnant, I was like, I need to keep a therapist Mm -hmm. on hand. You know what I was like? Because because I don't know where my emotions are going to go. I'm okay now. But your life changes. Everything changes. You know, your yeah. life is one way right now, but in two years, you could completely different circumstances and you need to have a therapist. And then you're going to be what in line for six months to exactly. a year. To it get was really somebody. difficult to get into yeah. therapy. Yeah. No, I keep my appointments. Even when I was, you know, in a better space, I would keep my appointments like every couple of months, just as check-ins. Yeah. And I would say like my therapist would very similar to your, to Paul Roy, like he would say, what is your goal? And we would do that. And then when we ended the goal, <laughs> I told my therapist, I was like, this has been fun. I'm glad we got here, but I would like to have checkups <laughs> every two months. Like yeah. I want to stay on your rotation. Oh, that's good. That's brilliant. I think you need to. Back to what you said about learning how to be more open. So mm-hmm. I've been like talking to a couple gentlemen, you know, mm-hmm. just like talking. And what how I've exciting. Really- I know it's a, it's an exciting time for us all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um trying to find someone to survive the apocalypse with. Um I've realized that my trigger is like not my trigger. I realized that I'm going back to the idea of being withholding mm-hmm. is that um in two separate incidents one guy was like, "Oh, what are you doing tonight?" So I'm going out to the bar with my friend and then he was like, "Oh, is the friend male or female?" And I'm like, "Okay, I see what you're getting at." Like so I was okay. like, "It's my friend Maggie." Like, you know, but I also didn't want to give it to him. You know, I purposely said my yeah. friend because I was like, we're too, it's too soon. And then at a it, different point, a different guy, another guy oh. I was talking to was like, I'm go- he asked what I was doing. I was like, I'm going to the movies. He's like, oh, with who? <gasps> and I was just like, okay, I see what you're getting at. I'm going by myself. Thank you. I, I don't know. I don't like that. That feels very invasive. It feels weird, right? It feels it like. It does. Yeah. But I, I don't I mean, like that. 
they could also be <laughs> just seeing if I'm talking to other people so that yes. they could talk to them. So I'm trying to like be less withholding. So when you can, when you figure out how to be more open, tell me. I will. Yeah. Just I think you just secret. have to keep, you know, being ready to be, have your guts like scooped out. And as long as you're okay with that feeling, <laughs> as soon as you become okay. I'm more okay that... than you know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of go dead inside. It's kind of like, that's what I think I have to do. I just have to be like, all right, this person could hurt me emotionally but that's oh, just yeah. what it is i'm just gonna deal with it no i re I came out of a relationship recently where he was lovely he didn't hurt me emotionally he was a very healthy balanced individual and it was exactly what i needed to know yeah. that there are people like that out there you know that is nice know. when you can find someone who doesn't who the reasons why you're parting isn't because they're a narcissistic uh, yeah asshole. That's oh my god yes yes okay i have I have an ex like that where I, I have no ill will toward him, you know, because I, I was like, he was oh. actually lovely. He was, yeah. I have, I hope he is doing so well mm -hmm. and I want everything good for him because so, he yeah, just, yeah. and now, and as I've gotten older, like I feel that even more now because I'm like, wow, he really was very kind during the breakup. He was very respectful. Like mm -hmm. I completely, if someone yeah. can actually do that, I hope, I hope to raise a daughter that can break up with people nicely. That's yeah. what I hope. That's no, my goal. That's, that's a good goal. Like it, because it says a lot about you. It says a lot about like, if something's not working, I don't know if something's not working, no amount of like trying to make it work is going to make it work. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And so you might as well. I mean, there's no need to be upset about it. I think you're right. Um, like the way yeah, to, to be able to end a relationship in a healthy way that you're yeah. not hurting somebody else. That was something that in wild way, I think speaks to this. Like, how do you I don't know how to end a relationship without destroying someone. The same. You know? he, he yes, absolutely. He was more lovely than I was. That's for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I only know how to make someone the villain and then like go to my friends and being like, let's sacrifice somebody. Yes. Draw some blood. I only know that route. Oh, my God. It's Me too. I was no. talking about it at the time, like how I was accustomed to being like really upset when something ended. And mm -hmm. that comes from, I was even thinking about this earlier today, because it comes from when I was in the sixth grade and my mom was dating somebody and she broke up with him and I heard their entire phone call. And then I was dating yeah. this girl in the sixth grade named Angela Smith. And then okay. I broke up with Angela maybe like a week later. And I was, I, re I look at it now, I was just mimicking the emotional tenor or the emotional timber yeah. of my mom's breakup because I was mad that she went on a boat ride or something. I don't even remember what it was, but she it was horrible. Yeah, it was. So like I've modeled that. Yeah, I know. How dare she on <laughs> the, the water? <laughs> Martha's full as ginger. No, but she but I was just modeling like I was just like mimicking that. And I feel like that that set me up for a lifetime of that and until recently even recently felt like i needed to be upset about this breakup and there was nothing to be upset about it was kind of just not working so yeah. i don't know i learned a lot there too i've done two things today i'm pulled a prism oracle card for us since this is your Ooh. our last time together on never shut up yeah oh i love uh, this no so i pulled a prism oracle card i have this deck called the prism oracle and it's tap into your intuition through the magic of color so everything's I divided into it. a color family and i pulled it but i haven't flipped how it yet appropriate for tori Amos, since she does everything through color isn't yeah, that what her is whole that called thing? yeah what's that called it's called uh <laughs> synesthesia colors that's what she does it's called synesthesia right or something yes you're right yeah. no it yeah, is. yeah okay so i pulled this one and it is illumination Ooh, and it's in the yellow family of cards i'm going to read it to you here and now okay i'm ready it. 
Illumination. Drawing this card is like turning on a light in a pitch black room. When the room is dark, it can feel unfamiliar, scary, and mysterious. However, once the lights are on, you can see and feel the truth of your situation and approach what you've illuminated with a deeper knowing and ease. Oh, I do love this. I feel too like um, as far as the song goes, once you and what we were kind of hinting at too is like once you know that you need someone and you can like accept that and settle into it. It probably feels really good to know that they're in your corner. It does. And I will say it's nice to say to your friend or romantic partner, hey, I hate you because you do this. And with one flick of your finger, you know, you've created this. I think it does illuminate the conversation when you can adequately put into words why someone is upsetting you. I think that's very powerful. Mm. So I love this. Instead of just reacting. But yes, Buffy St. Marie, I'm probably saying it wrong. I think she's like an artist from like the 60s or something. She has an album called Illuminations and it's yellow in the background. Ooh. I have it on vinyl. I'm looking at it. Oh my God. I'm adding it to my rotation today. Okay, good. I'll listen to it. I've never actually listened to, I've I've maybe heard a song or two, but I've always been interested in Buffy St. Marie. So she's fun. She's kind of fun. She played, yeah, she's, I I don't know that much about her. I cannot say too much. I've only listened to a little bit and I like. Well, I can't wait. Illumination. And then I also have this, I pulled this book down because I know now that I'm leaving Never Shut Up and Rosecrest is taking over, you're Mm -hmm. running through a mix of emotions. You're going to be, I know that you're thrilled for Rosecrest's voice next year, but I know that you're also devastated to not hear me every day. I am. (laughs) I pulled this book called 14,000 Things to Be Happy About, and I'm going to thumb through it and you just tell me when to stop and I'm going to tell you what to be happy about. Okay, randomly, I just say stop whenever. Yes, whenever I'm coming. Right. Uh, stop. Okay, and left or right? Uh, right. No, okay. left, left, left. Left. Ooh, okay. Now I'm running my finger madly up and down the page, caressing the firm page. You tell me when to stop. Stop. Oh, okay. Whenever you're upset and sad and you need a reason to be happy, I just want you to think of smoked corned beef with apple raisin sauce. Yes. And instantly, <laughs> you'll be happy again. So You know what? I... I love smoked corned beef. I love apple raisins. This sounds amazing. Perfect. I'm, I'm Irish. I, I'm into some corned beef. I'm okay with this. So that is your new morning ritual is to have smoked corned beef with apple raisins uh, every morning. Two seconds. That's two seconds. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I'll have one of those TikTok videos where I'm like, what I do before I go to work in the morning. Oh my God. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> um, badly. No, I'm not oh, okay. good on you just like I know. Watch. I'm not a good teacher. The good, te- the cool teachers are on TikTok. You know, during the pandemic, I had a TikTok sketch class and we would, I talk acting <gasps> through TikTok. Yeah. Oh, I God. had all the kids. We all had like a, the place I work had a private TikTok account so we could use it. Yeah. They would like imitated all their favorite TikToks and like acted them out. Um, yeah. I it was like fun. That. It was fun, but it was difficult, but it was fun. You want to move to Florida and teach in my school? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't let gay, anybody gay, move gay, to gay, Florida. Gay, 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 gay. I know. I wouldn't let anyone move to Florida and teach in art school. Even if Florida, I'm telling you, even if Florida had was identical to California and had all of the same everything, like didn't have what if it wasn't a red state and if it yeah. wasn't so wildly out of pocket, yeah. I still hate the weather. The weather I stepped oh, off yeah. nearly. 21 years ago or a little more than 21 years ago I stepped on November 6 2002 the day before the Scarlet's Walk Tour started I Mm -hmm. stepped off the plane into the tarmac or into the jetway and already still inside I felt the humidity and I was like what is this feeling and I never yeah (laughs) you just become a swimmer immediately as soon as you land you are now a swimmer yeah it's beautiful 
Oh, well, some yeah. people look some people look gorgeous glistening and you know, glistening they do. with a glow. We have very I'm, attractive people, but it yeah. is we also have some scary people. Yeah, we I'm not I'm not cool. one of those. I I'm like a flop sweat kind of girl. <laughs> so <laughs> no Florida sweat. for me. Oh my goodness. Um, where can people follow you online? Um, people can follow me. I mean, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Instagram, non-germane, N-O-N-G-E-R-M-A-N-E. Non-germane. Right. You're there non-germane. I am. There you are. I will mostly post new age stuff or, you know teacher stuff it's boring but you can find me follow (laughs) non-germane on instagram and will you be on our next episode for the midwinter graces season oh can you come back on on silent night with you that would be amazing i'm so excited i already started listening i already started doing my like you know my my back porch christmas listening Um, you already did well which is okay now because it's december 5th what are you talking about (laughs) yes i know i know it is but i'm start i'm prepping myself i'm I'm thinking about it because it is december today i already have been listening to it for like a month and a half already yeah yeah exactly today is december 5th absolutely no question about it it's loving it loving it Thank, Thank you for being for on the show. Hearing you your being voice on... has been amazing. Oh my God. I'm going to miss doing it. And I, I'm going to miss having people on whenever I want. But you know what? We're going to get through the catalog faster. It's going to be way better. We're going to get my to Scarlet's Walk. My daughter listens to you every morning too. On the way to school, like you're the oh. little voice that chirps up. And... Oh, Hello. Yeah, if you don't have a new episode, like occasionally, if there's no new episode or whatever, she'll be like, where what? is the boy Lazy, with the lazy. Songs? He's lazy. <laughs> what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Something else. Oh, tell him Ugh. to get on it. I'm like, it's not like that, Gwen. I can't well, just tell say, her go to- online. <laughs> Tell her to follow Rose Cress when she I comes will. next year because Rose has this whole idea for the show, which is going to be fantastic. Oh, so I'm I think so you're excited gonna, for yeah, it. I think, you're gonna, I think you especially will be really into it. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.